You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to this episode. Again, I am your host, Isaac Watson, and I always want to take the time to thank my listeners uh, for coming on and just taking the time to listen to Church Talk with Isaac. Your support means so much to me. Listen, um, I want you all to do me a favor right now and stop doing whatever you're doing. I want you to click subscribe if you have not yet subscribed to this channel and then I would like you to leave a review uh, just say some things about how church talk with Isaac has affected you maybe some things that you may have learned some things you may have gotten a different perspective on some things that may have challenged you or just how uh, this podcast has been a blessing to you take a moment to do that right now and if you haven't already also take time to rate church talk with Isaac your ratings your reviews your your interaction you sharing uh, Church Talk with Isaac with friends, families, um, um, whoever you want to hear this. Uh, it really does help with uh, the exposure of this podcast. And uh, it really it really does help to get Isaac Watson Ministries out there so that pe- more people can become aware of this particular podcast. When they're searching for something on Apple Podcasts, Church Talk with Isaac will pop up as one of the first things uh, when they're looking for content like this because of your ratings, because of your reviews, uh, because of your uh, uh, sharing of this. So thank you so much for that. Um, I want to jump into a topic today. And this is going to be a topic that uh, it'll probably challenge some people. Um, it'll challenge for one. It'll 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 bring a different spin on some theological thought. Um, but I think it'll also help us to understand the reality of our humanity. And I want to talk today about flawed examples, flawed examples. I want to open up this episode with this statement. All right. And I hope you all hear me, hear me well. Some people are going to take what I say and it's going to get twisted. It's going to become conversations, whatever the case may be. But my goal, my aim, my heart is to just simply get um, what I believe uh, God has given me for truth to help us live a godly lifestyle uh, 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 and to be the best um, uh, examples we can be of what Christ likeness is. So I want to talk about flawed examples and I want to open up with this statement just because the Bible is true. And I believe that I believe the Bible is 100 percent true. So hear me just because the Bible is true doesn't mean that the examples in the Bible are right. I'm going to say that again. Just because the Bible is true doesn't mean that the examples in the Bible are right. Doesn't mean that the people even check this out. Even the godly examples within the scriptures doesn't mean that they were always right. What I want to do is I want to take some time and I want to talk about a particular individual because I think it's easier to look at examples like David, examples like uh, uh, like Samson, examples like Saul, examples like Moses. And we can see certain places where they may have made a mistake. Uh, you know, we see Moses didn't circumcise his sons. We see that David slept with another man's wife. We see uh, 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 that Samson uh, slept with Delilah. We see that there's a, a lot of imperfections, a lot of issues, a lot of dysfunctions within many of our Old Covenant, Old Testament examples. But for some reason, when it comes to some of our New Testament examples, um, particularly, it's, it's like there's always one that's extremely highlighted to me. 
uh, the example of Paul, we almost seem like Paul could not do any wrong. We almost have the idea that because Paul, Paul's example in the book of Acts, Paul was one of the main characters there. He was someone who had a, uh, a very uh, colorful past uh, with persecuting the church. And we almost seem as if when he came into the church uh, and the epistles that he wrote and the, um, um, uh, the things that he said, even throughout the book of Acts, we almost feel like as if Paul, Paul's example was the example for apostleship, the example uh, for someone who demonstrated what new covenant theology, new covenant concepts, new covenant uh, 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 missions uh, look like. But I want to look at a few verses and I want to kind of give you an idea of what I'm what I want to talk about today, because I believe that even Paul was a flawed example. All right. We're going to look at a few verses. I want to open up. I want to look at Acts chapter 21. We're going to read verses three and four. Then we're going to read verses seven through 14. I'm looking in the New King James Version. It opens up. Verse three opens up. When we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left and sailed to Syria and landed in, in, in Tyre. For there the ship was to unload her cargo and finding disciples. We stayed there seven days. They told Paul, this is important. They told Paul through the spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. I want you all to hear what Luke is saying here. Luke is saying that they landed in a particular city and there were certain disciples there. And seven days they stayed there. And these disciples told Paul through the spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. All right. Continuing on. And when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Ptolemais, greeted the brethren and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip, the, the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. Check this out. Now, this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus, came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, this is what Paul said, all right? He said this, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased saying the will of the Lord be done. Hey, y'all. I want y'all to hear everything that's kind of been going on through this through this story. There were several important things that happened. And I want to start with this idea. I've heard many people say that um, the Apostle Paul uh, during his missionary journey, he did not listen to the disciples. He did not listen to Agabus. He did not listen to so many other people. He did not listen to his companions because he understood his mission. He understood that he was called to Jerusalem. He understood that uh, he understood that God was calling him to Jerusalem and that God was calling him afterwards to Rome. And I want to say this. I do believe God was calling him to Jerusalem. I do believe that God was calling him to Rome, but I also believe that Paul missed it. 
I believe that Paul, during this particular example, uh, this this last occurrence where you had the disciples who were firstly trying to tell Paul not to go to Jerusalem. And then it wasn't immediately after it was days, probably weeks and then days after uh, they had time to 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 uh, to sail to another city and and uh, stay there for some days. And then and then on a following day, they stayed with a man, an evangelist who had four daughters who prophesied. So now not only do you have the disciples who told Paul, check this out, not telling Paul through their own personal intuition, not telling Paul based upon their own heartfelt connection to him. But literally, the Bible says that they told Paul through the spirit not to go to Jerusalem. Now, days later, we see that Paul is in another city. All right. Another time where he's staying with a man who has four daughters who prophesy. Not only are there four daughters who prophesy, but there's another prophet who's coming up to the same town Paul is in named Agabus. And this prophet begins to tell Paul the very same thing that the disciples told him days and possibly even weeks before. Uh, uh, Agabus told Paul, hey, if you go to Jerusalem, they're going to bind you up hand and feet. They're going to deliver you over. And then once again, in another city. Now, these aren't the same disciples. These are different set of people. This is actually a company of prophets. This is a company of prophetic people. You got Philip's daughters who prophesied. You got Agabus, who is a seasoned prophet, who was actually a prophet that came from the city of Jerusalem, who was a part of the church in Jerusalem where where, where the where the the 12 apostles of the lamb were and Agabus told him hey if you go this is going to happen and all of them began to plead with Paul saying Paul do not go to Jerusalem I'm talking about these women who prophesied now notice the only thing we know about Philip's daughters is that they all prophesied that's it we don't hear anything else about them and it was significant for um Luke to include because he could have left that out he could have just said that Paul stayed with uh, with Philip and his four daughters, but Luke made an emphasis in writing the book of Reve excuse me, in writing the book of Acts. He made an emphasis that Luke's that that Philip's daughters prophesied, and then it, it led into a segment of another prophet coming to tell him, "Look, if you go, this is going to happen." All of them started telling him prophetically. I believe all of them started telling him. Agabus said, "This is what God. This is what the Holy Spirit says to you. If you go, this is going to happen." All of them started to plead with him, saying. Do not go. Paul's response is very interesting. It's very interesting. Paul responds and Paul pretty much tells them, look, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand that if I go, it may not turn out well for me. I understand that. And I'm, and I'm willing to to live with that reality. Paul says this. I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And this is what it says. When 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 all of these people who told Paul not to go heard Paul say this, they said, look, the will of the Lord be done. They ceased from trying to plead with him. And they said the will of the Lord be done. I believe my personal opinion, y'all, is that Paul died before his time. I believe that Paul uh, was imprisoned and he did not necessarily have to be. And I believe that Paul's influence in that day in the first century church was limited because he did not choose to listen to the company he was around. He did not listen to the prophet when the prophet tried to tell him. He did not listen to the four daughters of Philip who prophesied. 
He did not listen to the disciples that tried to tell him not to go through the spirit because he was convinced in his own mind that he was right. That's my personal opinion. Paul was convinced that because he heard God, he knew what he was called to do, that he did not need the input of the people that were around him. Now, I believe that Paul was eventually going to end up in Jerusalem, but I, but I believe that Paul had a haste issue. Paul was very hasty. If we look at Acts chapter 16, verses 6 and 7, it says, it says, now when they had gone through Fergia in the region of Galatea, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. What we see is that Paul is in a place now where he's trying to go preach in other places, but the Spirit is stopping him. Paul also says in Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24, this is what Paul says. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus is to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He says, see, I go now bound in the spirit. That's not speaking about him, him being bound by the Holy Spirit. That's literally speaking of him being convinced by his own mind. He's convinced by his own spirit. He is determined by his own spirit to go into Jerusalem. Paul had a determination that it didn't matter what anybody else was saying. He was going to do what he felt like he should do. And this is what I want to tell y'all that within the church, is dangerous ground. Now, some of y'all don't like this, especially some, I, I know I got some apostles, some apostolic people that's listening to me, and y'all like, no, nah, Paul was staying true to his apostolic calling. Well, this same Paul was also a man who wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14 about how important it is for the body of Christ to jail and to be jointly knit together. The same Paul said that one cannot say to the other, I have no need of you. The same Paul says that one member cannot do what another member can do, that we're fitly joined together. The same Paul said the same thing in Romans chapter 12 when he said that we're one body with many members. The same Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, he talked about how God has given to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He talked about how they all have been given to perfect one another. They all have been given to perfect the body of Christ. I believe what Paul did towards the end of his life, towards this particular period of time, is he disregarded everything that he said by disregarding the words, the encouragement and the wisdom of the people that God has joined to him in the church. We're just not talking about outsiders. We're talking about Luke, who was traveling with him, who was writing at this time. Luke told him Luke tried to plead with him not to go. All, all these people tried to plead with him not to go. And, 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 and I want to say that what we have to do as the church, we have to understand that Paul had a lot of things right. Paul had a Paul laid an amazing example as far as what apostolic ministry looks like. He gave us great insight as far as uh, the New Testament is concerned and the new covenant theology is concerned. He gave an, he gave an amazing display uh, as far as uh, a moving in the supernatural and understanding the heart and will of God. But I want to say this. Paul is not your standard. I keep finding myself repeating this. 
Jesus is the standard. Paul is not even your standard of apostleship because Paul got it wrong and Paul can get it wrong. All the other apostles got it wrong. We know Jesus had apostles that were liars. He had apostles that were thieves. He had apostles uh, 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 that were that were fighters. Come on. So we have to understand that the only model we can have many other examples but we have to understand that these examples are flawed, even if and, and, I, and I fully agree. The Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Everything that's written in Scripture was inspired by God, but it was also written by flawed men. And some of y'all may, you know, it sounds bad, but if you think about it, you know, it's true. It sounds like heresy, but if you think about it, you know, it's true. Just because it's in the Bible does not mean that it's right. Just because it was written by men who were inspired by God or it was acted out by men that were moved by the spirit doesn't mean that they always hit the mark. Paul blinded a man once because he was irritated with him. That does not mean that that's our example of how we should deal with unbelievers or even witches or whoever the case may be. Jesus is your example. Jesus is your model. Even though we have other examples that we have around us, they are flawed examples. So even with Paul, you got to take the meat and you got to spit out the bone. Because, yes, these men and these women were great men and women in the kingdom of God, but they're flawed. And it actually testifies of the goodness of God, because everything that we read in the book of Acts, in the New Testament, in the scriptures, all the, the miracles and supernatural things that we read about, because these men are flawed. James said it this way. He said, look, Elijah was a man with like passion, just like me. He prayed and the rain stopped for three and a half years. He prayed again and the rain it started to rain again again what does that say it gives us hope because we understand that we don't have to be perfect to be used by God we don't have to be perfect for God to speak through us we don't have to be perfect to flow in miracles and healing and wonders and to have wisdom and to have insight we don't have to be perfect because every last example that we have in the word of God are flawed men and flawed women I want to give you all something to think about because sometimes when we look at the Bible, we think that because it's inspired, that everything that these inspired men did was right. But we find out that it's not right. I believe that Paul was wrong because if we look at Jesus, Jesus's example in Jesus's words, one of the things Jesus said is by the mouth of two or three witnesses shall a thing be established. Paul had no witness. He had no witnesses. Everyone around him who were also filled with the spirit, who spoke by the spirit, who prophesied, all of them told Paul the exact same thing. And Paul, out of his zeal, decided to do the exact opposite of what they were telling him because he knew he was called to Jerusalem. Was he to get there? Yes. But if you, you can do the right thing in the wrong season and miss a divine moment. I believe that Paul could have reached way further than what he did, even if he died when he died, because he died under Emperor Nero. I believe he would he possibly would not have had to spend as much time in prison as he did. But God uses everything for our good. He even used Paul's imprisonment for our good. He spoke to Paul in prison and told him, hey, look, just like you were called to go to Jerusalem. Now you must go to Rome. He told him he used it, but does not mean that it was God's will. Doesn't mean that it was God's will. So listen, I know this is different, uh, but uh, I hope you all enjoyed this. Share this and again, leave a review 
and uh, I'm going to catch you all next time. Meditate on it. Go back and listen to it. And I and I and and, and I am absolutely willing to receive your questions. Just send it to uh, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and I'll answer your questions. If you have topics you want me to cover, I'll try to cover your topics. All right. So listen, I love y'all. I pray y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.